Hello, welcome. This is the first Ennis uh, Global Mortgages podcast. My name's Isla Robinson, and I'm joined today by two people you might recognise if you've ever been on LinkedIn. That's Hugh. Hi. And that's Toby. Uh, Hugh is our managing director and founder of Ennis, and Toby is our sales manager. And what we're going to do today is talk through um, Ennis, what we do, what we're up to, uh, some of the things we're focusing on at the moment, and then get into a couple of real life examples of some of the questions that we get asked by our clients. But to start with, I'm gonna do that awkward thing that was your idea to ask 10 questions, uh, quick fire, and just answer them. So nothing to do with mortgages. Um, Toby, what job did you want to do when you were young? I put banker. Yeah. I'm not sure that's very exciting, okay. is it? Well done. <laughs> maybe <laughs> worst answer. Maybe, <laughs> maybe an astronaut. No? Should, should we try and make it better? <laughs> yeah, right. um, uh, what would you do for a living? If you didn't do what you were doing now? I'd be a rowing coach. Okay, that's cool. Why? Uh, rowed when I was a young man. Yeah. And I like being on the water, yeah. I don't know why I'm pretending I didn't know that. You can yeah. be less modest. <laughs> <laughs> you you, uh, you rowed like, quite rowed seriously, it. right? Yeah, I did a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there you go, good. Yeah. Hugh. Yeah. Who's your celebrity lookalike? You asked me this and I didn't have much time to think about it. Ian, do you remember Ian said that I look like Sebastian Loeb, the rally driver? Yeah, also. But I don't really know if he's a celebrity because no, no one's going to have a clue who he is. But if you Google Sebastian Loeb, that's probably okay. going to be Everyone's the guy. Everyone's going to do that. Mine's James Corden, apparently. <laughs> and I once bumped into him and he thought the same thing, exactly. Um, what season best fits your personality? Let's go autumn. May no winter, probably, I think, which right. makes me sound like a bit bit sharp. But I, Toby, yeah. summertime. Summertime, it's got to be, hasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Jumpers, um, yeah. Favourite yeah. movie? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, it's with Forrest Gump, isn't it? I can't it? watch Wolf of Wall Street. It just sends me off the rails the minute <laughs> I watch it. <laughs> it's, it's like twice a night, twice uh, a week in my house. Yeah, exactly. Favourite restaurant in the world? Delfino's Mount Street. Nice. It's got to be Hacksam in nice, London, yeah. yeah. Yes, 1980s. Are you a collector of something? No, nothing. Grand Toby? No, not really. One Hugh, do you, do you wish you hadn't introduced this part into the schedule? Uh, no, I mean, the purpose was to try and make you feel a bit awkward, both of you. So it's working, yes. Here we go. Who would you want to trade lives with? Roger Federer. Yeah, nice. Good answer. During retirement or after? Or before? The whole thing, yeah. Whole bit, all the way <laughs> yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> first part. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah got to be an F1 driver, I think, isn't it? So yeah. someone like probably Lewis Hamilton or we've, a Sebastian. We've Sebastian. talked about it a lot. It's either F1 or golfer. Yeah, golf, not, probably. Not golf. the Premiership football. It's just golfer. I yeah, think it's a better sport. Um, and Hugh, how many pairs of shoes do you own? I prob I I must have more than sixty pairs of shoes. Are organised. Yeah, all organised like in, a in cupboard. Yeah, in different cupboards, our own little box. Probably about I don't know thirty pairs of trainers. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to say that it's because I, I just keep them. It's not, I do throw quite a lot out. So it's do literally, you? yeah, I just continue to Yeah, Tom's, trainers, work shoes. In bright colours as well, no? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Pinks, whites, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Toby? Like five. Five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, they all travel with yeah. <laughs> And you bought four of them this morning. <laughs> um, I, I think I've got one pair of shoes now. That That's I, not like true. Shoe you shoes. Is that true? Oh, okay. Is it? I've got lots of Air Max, um, yeah. which is now kind of where I You've got I some very nice Christmas Air Max as I well. I do have Christmas Air Yeah, Max. which your wife won't let you wear, I think. No, she... <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of those especially ones. When, especially when it's the middle of summer. Um, okay, look, uh, that's just a bit of fun, um, just to kind of give you a little bit, perhaps about the way we think, our personality, um, just something completely irrelevant. But there we go. So let's just get into something a bit more serious. Um, Hugh, you've got to be best placed to answer this question. 
Who is, what is Ennis? Who is Ennis and what do, where do we come from? So going back, Ennis originally was a mortgage brokerage that we started in August 2007. Um, the idea behind that was where we used to work, um, which was at Alexander Hall, which were Foxton's mortgage guys. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a great company, great brokerage, but very much focused on that kind of middle tier of mortgage broking. And we saw a, a sort of niche for that high net worth and more complex market. So we've grown since then, just a little bit, a few changes. We're now about 40 people and mm. we're located in five different locations globally. Uh, London, Monaco, Dubai, Jersey, Geneva, and... That's five. Yeah, that's five. Okay, yeah, five. Ibiza. And Ibiza. Probably France by the time this opens yeah. as well, because that's... Uh... And, yeah. and we're, we're lending globally. And then as, as we'll probably come on to in a little bit, I think in the last 12 months especially, that we've sort of moved to a more holistic debt offering, uh, which has included what we call securities-backed lending, so lending mm -hmm. against stocks and shares in, in layman's terms, and also corporate finance, which is you know for that kind of entrepreneurial company debt. So it's a very much debt-focused, international-focused, high-network-focused. Yeah. It's hard to explain that now. We used to just say we do big mortgages, complicated mortgages for people all over the world. But over the last 12 months, we've yeah. just expanded that into something of a debt ecosystem, which is a phrase we're working yeah. on. So if you're a wealthy individual, if you're a high net worth individual, if you're an international person and you want to borrow money against stuff, if it's property or shares or boats, planes, cars, cognac, we've done wine and, yeah. and everything else, where that solution for that using a couple of hundred lenders from across the world. Toby, key principles. And there's two. Yep. Get stuff done. Get stuff done, yeah. yeah. We might use something else internally, but yeah, yeah. get stuff done. <laughs> uh, and then people, both externally and internally. So working with good people, yep. interesting people, and then internally having good people um, yeah. execute on good deals, yeah. I think that's one of our biggest learnings from Ennis. It's OQP, right? Yeah. Only yeah. quality people. Um, and... Uh, it makes the business run better, and that's um, that's one of our kind of... Uh, kind of driving principles. Um, overview of our services. Do you want to take that one? Yeah, go on. Go so on. I'd, I'd touch on it again. Yeah. So, so residential mortgages in the UK, uh, commercial mortgages in the UK, bridging finance and development finance, uh, international mortgages. So typically uh, private residences on the international side. I mean, lending really a million plus as a minimum, mm -hmm. uh, internationally three million plus. Uh, and also, as mentioned, corporate finance and securities-based lending, yeah. so stocks and shares. So we'll break all those down uh, in a moment. Who are our clients, Toby? Wealthy, global individuals with probably complicated or complex backgrounds, mm -hmm. um, multiple jurisdictions, income worldwide, with big assets in Europe. Good. And um, Hugh, I've worked with you for 20 years now. Yeah. This question has been asked every single day since we started. <laughs> Why would someone use us? rather than just go to the bank? I think probably Toby touched on it before, just getting stuff done. I think that's the reality of it. I think people just want certainty of funding. Mm -hmm. You know, to speak to someone who's half sensible and just give them a straight answer, pick up the phone, eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. Yep. So that service point, and also just, just breadth of, of lenders that we have now. I think sort of we're working with two, 300 different lenders all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so the, you know, yeah, we can get stuff done quicker, but I think crucially as well, the solution usually is yeah, the best as well. Even when I apply for a mortgage, I'm just like, no one's going to give me a mortgage. <laughs> is it going to work? Is it going to be really painful? So that's even me. We work yeah. with 500 lenders yeah. around the world. We've done it for 20 years and I still panic. No, I'm absolutely terrified every time I do my no, mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 on, give me a but um, the, I think for me, it's 
you want a mortgage, it's a complicated market, it's international, it's time-consuming, it's frustrating, it's laborious, and we just cut through that. You come to us, you ask, tell us what you want to do, we'll figure it out for you. Yeah. And then uh, we say quite a lot, it's quite easy to find a mortgage on the internet. You know, mm -hmm. Barclays will give you 129, but it's hard to get Barclays to give you a mortgage. And I think that's a big part of yeah. our offering as well. This is the mortgage you could have, we're gonna get it for you. And I think that's really important at the moment. So let's talk about some of these new lines, these yeah. new lines of business that we've uh, introduced over the last couple of years. Um, who's gonna start with Bridging Finance? Should I take it? Okay, for it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so historically, Bridging Finance taking, or a loan that bridges a gap between two properties. Yep. It's probably slightly archaic, although we do lots of that. Um, when we talk about bridge financing, it's more how we react to opportunities, um, raising capital very quickly in mm -hmm. order for people to take advantage of um, something that's been put on their table. Yep. Um, many of our clients are asset rich, cash poor. Um, so raising some cash for them to put into a project, investment or buy the real estate at a good price is, is key. That's it. I think when we started, bridging finance was, I've got a big problem, I need to borrow money and I'm prepared to get chased around by some really nasty guy <laughs> until I paid it right. It's, it's not that anymore. It's um, if you need to borrow money quickly, secured against property, to react to a, an opportunity or solve a problem, bridging finance is something that people use yeah. instead of going through the more involved, um, uh, private bank or high street bank route, sure, um, and some people like some people will pay a premium just to get that certainty of money, yeah. which is the thing that you talked about. Hugh, securities finance, what on earth is that? Yeah, so <laughs> so I guess the easiest way to explain it is stocks and shares, which we all appreciate or, or understand. And traditionally, one would assume if you had a, a large portfolio of stocks and shares that you could just go maybe to, to whoever you bank with, whether it be a sort of clearing bank like HSBC or Barclays or you know, a bit more sophisticated like a Credit Suisse or a Julius Baer. Um, that works. Mm -hmm. So that is a solution. That's what a lot of people do. But a lot of our clients are entrepreneurial. They don't necessarily have Alphabet stock or Amazon stock, but maybe they have stock in the business that they floated a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. or they have stock which is pre-IPO, so it's not yet gone to market. So what we're doing is we're looking for those stocks which maybe have lower trading volumes, high levels of private ownership, for whatever reason are unfancied. Um, yeah, by these banks and lenders, and they can't get any leverage there, so they come to us, and we've got many lenders, non-bank lenders, um, who will you know lend pretty aggressively actually yep. against these. And I think what we're doing in that situation is we're just unlocking liquidity for people who didn't realise they had it. Um, so thinks, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing, right? So it, when we started looking at this product, it was you know, assets under management do a, a Lombard loan against your your portfolio, and it's it's, it's kind of a it's a subjective thing. People don't really understand why. But why do people do that? Why do, why, if you've got £10 million worth of shares, why would you take a loan? I think for a lot of these guys, it's because they are quite entrepreneurial. So, you know, they, they're usually fairly long on you know, their own company that they're kind of invested in. Maybe it's something they floated. Yeah, you know, there's a lock-in period. So what we tend to find is obviously you have that kind of top 1% of one, the top 1% who, yeah, cash in abundance, yeah. assets in abundance and everything. But usually most people, um, you know, fairly heavily invested in property, um, you know, be it sort of family home and usually a holiday home, uh, and also their own businesses. Um, so sometimes if that business is public, then maybe they will have that 10 million in stock in their own company. Now they mm -hmm. can't just sell that stock down. It's gonna obviously have, have negative impact on, mm -hmm. on the business they run. Um, so it's just finding that money. And again, it's just finding that arbitrage position of if you can borrow on that stock at, 
one, two, three percent, and you're half sensible, yeah. and you can return at twenty you? or thirty percent in your business. Um, it's a no-brainer. And the tax advantages. Yeah. What What amazes me, and, and some of the other things, is we work with some incredibly wealthy mm. people, um, prominent people, and mm. people with great jobs and great careers and businesses, but. Lack of cash. Lack of cash mm. is a thing, right? And yeah, the number sure. of times we get called, I need to do this, but I haven't got any cash. And that's because people invest. Yeah. Inflation, um, investing in opportunities, not tying it up and everything else. So that's one of the things. It's this idea of creating liquidity yeah. for people to do things. And that's a part of our thing. Um, Toby, luxury asset finance. What does that mean? It's the fun stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, the, the, the expensive stuff. You're doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. Yachts, cars, planes, mm -hmm. all the other stuff, cognac, yep. paintings, um, jewellery we've looked at a bit, watch collections, mm -hmm. all the other stuff that's not fixed to the ground. So this one, uh, I, we thought we think quite a lot about this and uh, people don't tend to borrow money from, from us in particular when they're ascending. So when mm. people have made their money, they go and buy these things mm. with cash or they bank with a, a big international private bank and they will lend them the money. For this stuff, it's usually people that have gone and then they need to come back down. Mm. And again, it's um, I'm selling it, I need the money for something or I've got a problem. So for me, boats, cars and planes tend to be more for solving problems again rather than on, on the ascent. Corporate finance is the other main one um, that we've um, introduced. The most recent, so we introduced it last quarter, um, and Scott Monks heads that up for us. Yeah. Corporate finance, what does that mean to us? I think we, yeah, the the, the gap that we see um, maybe is slightly different to kind of the other, the vision that other people have on corporate finance. And, and we, I mean, we've spoken about this quite a bit, that we said, if you need 200 grand, 300 grand, half a million quid for your business, you probably tick enough boxes to get funding circle to give you a loan or you know friends and family um or you know one of these kind of even even maybe a clearing or retail bank will do it we're not interested in that i mean yeah. firstly because typically because of size and then probably if you need 100 million or 200 million and your business is charging towards ipo then you can probably get credit suisse or or one of these yeah. big banks interested so so i think I'm correct in saying what we're really looking at is that five to 50, maybe five to 100 corridor where we think people are running good businesses, interesting businesses, um, quite often quite profitable business or, or rapidly growing businesses, but just that accessibility to funding isn't there. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it is quite often tidying up um, facilities of businesses which have grown quite rapidly. So maybe there's you know, three or four different facilities from um, a few places that need tidying up, um, even through to rebanking, which is quite a basic thing. But you know, we work a lot with trust companies mm. and corporate service providers where where banking facilities are messy and maybe outdated. Um, so it's really yeah that side of things. We you know, we joke that we're kind of staying away from the funding of the gold mine in Azerbaijan, which is kind of <laughs> the stuff that you know you get the spam emails and the spam stuff on LinkedIn on. But you know, I think look good businesses, good clients, sensible people, yep. you know, we can find a solution. And I was talking about yesterday, actually, that even in a situation where we can't say that we can't, we don't have a silver bullet for this, we can't solve your problem. But mm -hmm. actually, you know, given that we've got offices in Monaco, in London, in Dubai, Geneva, Jersey, I'm going to get lost again, aren't I? Um, <laughs> yeah, that we actually, we know corporate certifiers, we know professionals in all these locations that yeah. usually actually we can help and we can create yeah. some kind of solution. That point is really important. I think that's one of the things we, one of the things that 
we don't define that we do, but it's one of the most important. People come to us and say, I'd like to do this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of our, uh, let's pick on a bank, if it doesn't fit with the bank's criteria, they say, no, we can't help mm. you. And then the client has to go somewhere else. But what we do is we say, we can't do this because of this, mm. but this is the next best thing. Or if you change this, you can have this. Mm -hmm. Or if you wait a, a bit of time and we pay a bit extra, we'll solve it this way. So it's, it's not, not kind of roll the shutter, no, we can't help. We're going to come up with the alternatives and the angles and the ideas to help our clients deliver their plans slash solve their problems. Those are the two kind of things that we do. There's an interest rate for everyone, isn't there? There is. Uh, zero to, what's the <laughs> maximum? <laughs> what's the maximum? That sounds fairly like? sinister, the yeah. way you said that. <laughs> there is, though, and a solution to everyone. There's yeah. a solution. That, yeah. That's a better that's probably less. We, with corporate finance, again, it's, you know, we've run a business for 14 years and it's been good at times it's not been good and the number of times we've gone into a bank and we mm. know these guys and we say this is our business this is our profit this is our market this is how we've done this is our experience and it's banks just don't want to help smes yeah, i think yeah. that's a thing um because it's time consuming people don't understand it's so varied so you've either got the main banks Barclays, Lloyds, no interest, right? I, I don't know who goes to those guys and gets a mortgage. Sorry mm. if you're listening, but that's just this is the way it goes. And then you've got the other extreme, which is the kind of the business loans, the short credit, all of those type of things. And then in between, there's a fragmented market of different service providers. And how can anyone navigate that? We can't even navigate that. I think a lot of it's ego as well. Like, isn't yeah. it? That actually sort With of... you, it is you. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But it's more, I think we're dealing with people who intrinsically are successful. You know, they, yeah. They've either had success themselves in their, their business or you know, family. And, and so actually they'll have two or three banks or sort of professional teams around them. And so generally they maybe go into Julius Baer, who they see as like the sophisticated solution. Mm -hmm. And that can't happen. And they, like you said, they've got a Barclays or someone who have just you know, not, not even given them a time of day to start with. And then I think it's general embarrassment of like yeah. going to door knock. I think certainly, I mean, we, I don't think it was sort of embarrassment, but we had our, you know, back in the day, remember Allied Irish bank account, you know, when Allied Irish closed. So it wasn't... It, I did set fire to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in but a restaurant with... But it's no, no fault of our own. I mean, but Allied Irish just shut down yeah, and, and we it. had to find new banking facilities. And it was like a real, it was a huge headache. And it was... Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just wasn't a pleasant process. So I think being able to just have someone navigate through that helps. My story with Alad Irish is, yeah. is it fit for this type of environment? I don't know what you're going to say. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll relive the story. Be so it, this was a long time ago. And we were in a restaurant in Wandsworth, no, in Waterloo. Yeah, okay. And the bankers took us out for a Christmas yeah, lunch. Yeah, okay, I know where you're going. Hugh and I now. were very excited. So we had a couple of beers like Break of Dawn. <laughs> and then we got there and we had a lovely lunch and the restaurant was packed. And back then we didn't have much money, so my suit was quite shiny <laughs> and yeah. got a few uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I ordered a round of sambucas. You set fire to them. Yeah. I forgot. I thought they were tequila, so I slammed them. <laughs> the liquid then popped up, hit my suit, set me on fire. <laughs> you put me out, and then they withdrew our overdraft. Yeah, so, I don't know, we might yeah. have to cut that bit out. But <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure we're too unrelated, mate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So let's just go back. So. Um, you were talking about that embarrassment thing mm. about people going to borrow money and we when we want to do it. So in Monaco, right, we we, we offer solutions in Monaco. We That's do, the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah. So no, yeah, I think a lot of it. I think it's um and, and more so like a we're we're probably 
weed. Yeah, I think in the UK, people are very... I mean, they're very fortunate in terms of, like, the mortgage offering is huge and, and very sophisticated. Banking is as well. Um, and I won't pick on Monaco because it, yeah, there's a lot of great things there. But, yeah, it's fair to say in some of the other locations that we work in that maybe the offering isn't so wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the kind of banking facilities. So, yeah, you, you maybe go to, let's pick on Portugal or Spain or the Balearics. Yeah. Um, you know, that kind of problem of, of availability of credit, availability of banking, of availability of just good professional people mm-hmm. is just heightened like 100 times. And so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. Especially that cross-border bit, if it's complicated for a UK person to get a mortgage in the UK, mm. imagine if you're in the Middle East where you're based or yeah. financing in the south of France via a structure in Luxembourg, you've got yeah, no yeah. chance unless you've got someone on your side. I think that's kind of it. Toby, mm. on the spot, tell us about three of the deals you're working on at the moment. What's the best? Let's show off. Come on, you're on TV. <laughs> best one I'm working on. <laughs> Which one? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just three, yeah. Uh, what are we doing? 18 million on 35 at the moment. Yep. Four townhouses. Why did they need you in that one? To get the best rate, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Needed to be rebanked, has some good existing relationships, dissatisfied with their existing providers. Um, and uh, yeah, rebanked, but also the valuation point was quite valuation important. managed heavily. Yeah, so they, yeah, working with values. I think I was. I say to people, so mortgage brokers, we spend our time opening accounts for people and protecting valuations. Yeah, the credit bit with most of our clients takes care of itself. Yep, they're rich. They get mortgages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, valuations, especially in prime central London, the values have been hammering them. Hammering them. Um, I was speaking to someone last week. Even the disparity between real estate agents and valuers has sort of never been as wide. Yep. Um, you get a very optimistic outlook from Zavos, whoever it might be at the moment. Yep. But if you speak to their valuing team, they're pretty pessimistic still, um, which doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I guess one has a lot more risk and one is trying to sell properties, <laughs> but it's still... Glass half full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those those people, right? Saw a picture yesterday, it was like your view of a house, which is a mansion. Yeah. 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 The person selling it. Um, the tax the, value. The lender. <laughs> Uh, the surveyor and then the tax man and yeah, something like that. Um, so what else? You've got that one. That, that's a cool deal. That's a cool deal. We're doing um, 30 odd flats in South London. Uh, we've provided a standby letter of credit as such yep. for that deal. Um, that's 18 and a half million on 25. So that's highly, heavily leveraged. Um, and that is there as a support vehicle for an yep. ongoing other yep. transaction um, to the value of 150 million. So we're just protecting his interest in an, another deal. Um, and I've got an interesting one, Eaton, Eaton Place. Um, two properties valued together at um, just over 20 million. Yep. I'm looking to raise 16 million for them. Um, Dubai-based family, um, Indian heritage, interesting business, interesting properties, interesting background, do you think held through structures. Based, you're based in Dubai, so do you think the Middle East are coming back to London to buy lots of properties? Feels like it this week, doesn't it? It certainly yeah. does. We were saying about last night, since it went amber, I mean, the Edgeware Road's much busier, that old haunt. Connaught's is. Uh, Connaught's is. There's more G-Wagons Lord, parked yeah. around. <laughs> Lord Road by, not, yeah. by uh, Harrods. More people yeah. parked Have you bought out. your G-Wagon yet? No, I haven't. That's on the to-do list, yeah. <laughs> Next year. White <laughs> with black wheels, you know, no. suitably yeah, uh, yeah. low-key. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to fit in with the Russians in the South. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, all right, so next we're going to do just some reader's problems, as we've called it. Um, so let's. I'll, I'll read it, and then let's see... Uh, what comes of it so these are things that clients ask us um so when, when we're talking about how we present ourselves people don't phone us up and say i'd like a 70 percent loan to value at two percent with a challenger bank or anything mm. like that they they call us and say i've got a problem or this is what i want to achieve and um, so 
my bank wants AUM as part of the mortgage. So AUM is assets under management. Um, so what the customer is saying, I want to get a mortgage, but the bank wants me to put some of my assets with them as part of that. Mm. Um, is there another way? Yes, I think, um, I mean, that's kind of, I always say, I mean, you've done, we do two things quite well, but I always say we do two things well. And, and those two things are the first one is, is more complex individuals, for whatever the reason that might be, whether it be sort of just structure, uh, legal reasons, political reasons, reputational reasons, just yep. general sort of headaches. Exotic. Exotic. Yeah, exotic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Some holidays. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the second is is people is, is dry loans, as, as mm -hmm. people refer to it. So lending without AUM. Yeah. Uh, and people don't want to, is the truth. Yep. And I think a lot of our clients have good relationships um, with private banks mm -hmm. or with wealth managers or with asset managers. So they don't necessarily want to disturb that. It's not to say they won't mm -hmm. at any point, but I think they don't want to be forced into sort of having to move money to borrow money. Uh, so yeah, look, I think in the UK, we're, we're all in agreement that it's it's fairly commonplace that you can borrow without AUM. Okay. So I think we always say to our clients, if you're buying in the UK, we can do that, no problem. Yeah. Like. A, that is something we can arrange for you. On the continent and internationally, it's trickier. And certainly I think if you're gonna be borrowing upwards, let's say of two or three million on the continent, France, Spain, et cetera, you know, there's probably gonna be some kind of requirements for AUM, mm -hmm. but what we can do is we can reduce that, potentially mitigate it completely, but sometimes we can sort of move it into looking at other stuff. So there's certain banks we work with will say, well, look, if we can get some business on a trust side, mm -hmm. then we can remove the need for AUM. You know, if we can get some comfort in other areas and we can reduce this need for AUM mm -hmm. on this loan. Yeah. Um, so look, the, the answer to the point is, yeah, absolutely, we can help. Um, and I think certainly depending on kind of how... Um, yeah, sort of how uh, yeah, flexible you can be on sort of other parts of what you're doing, then we can yeah, yeah. to completely remove it entirely. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's, um, it blows my mind still that banks ask for AUMs to do a loan. You introduce them to their top five client they've been gag gagging for for yeah. 20 years, 20 million pound loan. Okay, well give us 10 and we'll yeah. give you a loan. It's like, well, give us a loan and he'll give you 10. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it blows my mind. No, I know, I agree completely. Um, Toby, for you, I want to buy a house. I'm completely wealthy. I don't have any Hold income. On. I don't yeah. have it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't really handsome. I don't I'll start again. Um, I want to buy a house in London. Yep. I'm pretty wealthy. Here's all my assets and liabilities, but I don't have any income. Yeah. What can I do? We can get your mortgage, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the long answer, short yeah, answer. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we can monetize liquid assets. What does that mean? Uh, take other liquid assets, cash, stock, stock shares, other investments you might have um, and monetize them over the period of the loan. Okay. So instead of saying you earn half a million pound a year and you can afford to pay 10 grand a month in mm -hmm. interest, we say you have five million pounds and you can afford to pay 10 grand a month in interest. That's, yep. Good that's the simplest one. Um, yeah, there's lots to do. Yep. Prepaid? Prepaid interest we can do, yeah. Rolled up? Rolled up interest we can do. High net worth? Do you want to ask the question? Yeah. <laughs> it's key. It's yeah, it's very key. Oh, the the list goes on. <laughs> let me have a go, please, yeah. please. Um, I think there's there's this common thing of, um, in the UK particularly, I know, I know UK mortgages more than the European stuff, mm. but um, if you're wealthy and you've got assets, you don't have to have pay slips. Yeah. Uh, many banks, there's a high net worth exemption, and many banks will just go, okay, you've got lots of assets, you're wealthy, you can afford this, um, and then we can work it out. So that kind of payslip P60 type thing isn't necessary. No, no. We can show you some means, okay. Um, 
I am based overseas and I have no footprint in the UK. Can I still buy a property in the UK? It's pretty much all my clients. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. So I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's Let's see no if we can get something yeah. on this one. <laughs> Try and last yes. one thirty seconds. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. I want to find well, out the, the gold answer, mine it? as a yeah. 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 hundred percent. Yeah, there's no need to have. Uh, I'll try and say something eloquent. Um, there's no need to have a footprint in the UK, really. Um, and a lot of clients don't. You know, although they've come to school here, maybe mm -hmm. done university here, maybe maybe done their summer holidays to go shopping at Harrods. Yeah, but they often it's not sufficient for a mortgage. Well, if you've gone really big. Um, no, there's there's really no need. It doesn't make a huge difference. I think if you're walking into nationwide or so on, then you might need one. Yep. But for all the big international players, there's no requirement. Yeah, I agree. It's um I think we helped seventy eight different nationalities last year get a mortgage in the UK. So it's yeah, that's it's just nuts. not really a thing, is it? No. But people make that a thing and I think some of the I think the reason's a thing is the retail banks absolutely say right you have to have had uh, some kind of credit footprint here or you have to be in voter role so i think it's just assumed at a higher level but given most of the banks we work with are probably headquartered outside of the uk then yeah. like you said it's just yeah. not not relevant if you, if you start and go compare the market.com you need a footprint yeah exactly if you come to us you don't yeah we're yeah. setting ourselves up to get loads of no income <laughs> no footprint so i don't want to borrow so you said i've been doing that for five years <laughs> you said 100 percent loan to value, to value no development problem. finance less than one percent Hugh, what are our plans for this year? Okay, so, so plans, what have we got? We've got like four months left, so that is my maths correct. So we're opening an office in France, uh, down in the south of France, which is exciting. Um, and we'll hopefully just continue to, to elevate our, our presence there. Um, yeah, big sort of focus um, yeah, that we've spoken about a lot is trying to grow our presence as well in the Channel Islands. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, grow out that office in Jersey and go and have a little bit of a look around Guernsey mm -hmm. and, and Isle of Man. And really these sort of two new lines of a securities-based lending and corporate finance are, are big sort of focuses for us. Yeah. Um, so I think they're just driving as much through those two, two um, channels yeah. as we can. So some recruitment, a few more offices, and then just building all the, the platform yeah. that we've built. What's your job at Ennis? That's a bloody good question, isn't it? <laughs> Why did you ask me that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what, 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 <laughs> what do you what do, do you at Ennis? Uh, I manage and look after all the brokers. And actually, yeah. probably a little bit more. Yeah, the day-to-day um, -day running, I keep everyone happy. I report. Um, I solve problems for a lot of them as well. Yeah, Not just personal right. problems, but uh, lending problems. Yeah, I find solutions for a lot of them. Yeah. I think that's one of we're, we've managed to find quite a collaborative environment Amen. for the brokers. Mm -hmm. So our customers come in with, um, I want to do this, or this is my problem. Um, but then we've got lots of assets, lots of countries, lots of structures, and you know everyone's got their different experiences. Mm. So you kind of knit that together and get the outcomes for the customers. Correct, yeah, I get to sit a little bit above it all, see mm. what's going on. And I think you're right, we've got people in Dubai who work with Dubai-based clients all the time, speak to Dubai-based banks, people in London that don't. But if they come across a client like that, we have a nice yeah. mesh system to connect the two. We've got that WhatsApp group, haven't we? We have that WhatsApp group. We have many WhatsApp groups. Yeah, we have yeah. too many WhatsApp groups. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was great. Thank you. Um, yep. I enjoyed it. I hope that was insightful. Um, we covered a lot of ground. Let's commit to doing this again in a couple of months in Dubai. 100%. Um, and, um, and thanks for watching.